from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. We have the opportunity and the special opportunity and privilege to be able to share this show with you on the road in coverage of the ACC tournament. You heard plenty of interviews with those players inside of the ACC tournament here from uh, Charlotte, North Carolina for the 2019 Men's Basketball Tournament. You've already heard here on Wake Up Call with Dantatora from the likes of NC State as well as Notre Dame, Virginia Tech, of course Syracuse, and You've heard from the Louisville Cardinals in this show. Today you will hear my one-on-one conversations with Virginia as well as Florida State, North Carolina, and Syracuse. From Virginia, you'll hear from Cody Statman as well as Jay Huff, DeAndre Hunter, Mamadi Diakite, Ty Jerome. And from FSU, you'll hear from Fondu Cavangeli, P.J. Savoy, Phil Kofer and Terrence Mann from the North Carolina Tar Heels. You'll hear from Garrison Brooks, Kenny Williams, and Sterling Manley. And from your Syracuse Orange, you will hear from Pascal Chuku as well as O'Shea Brissett, Elijah Hughes, Buddy Beheim, and Frank Howard. That'll all be coming up on today's broadcast of Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt. Make sure you're listening in to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora at our regularly scheduled time every single week. Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. With that being said, very excited to be able to share the show with you, and I know we're outside of our normally scheduled broadcast due to travel, so I appreciate you ad-libbing with us and tuning into today's broadcast. So let's start off the conversation with Cody Statman of the Virginia Cavaliers. This is what you could say about taking both of your defenders to the rim at the end. That dunk, that silencer at the end. Um, it definitely felt great. I mean, watching the guys go out there and kill it and get the W, getting on at the end, I definitely just wanted to do something, so it felt great. Everybody on Virginia kind of knows when you come in that you got to wait your turn because there's somebody ahead of you that's earned that right. Just what you can say about being a part of that and being a part of kind of the heritage of that. Um, definitely it's great. Um, going up against the better guys every day, it's challenging and gets you better, so you just have to wait your turn and your turn will come. What can you say about some of the guys like uh, what Jack Salt's able to do around the rim and just how he plays and how you learn from him? Um, definitely he's just great, brings the hustle, energy, which is great. And then when he's getting them buckets, everyone loves it, so it's really good. We know Virginia to be a defensive team that will play in the 50s, maybe the high 50s, but this season you guys are able to score offensively and just get out there and, and get running and whatnot. You win this game by 20. Just what you can say about how this Virginia team is doing even more so than teams in the past. Um, I definitely think that we've sped it up a little bit, our offense and stuff. We're getting a lot more open shots. That comes from the big guys screening as well. So I think also pushing the ball and stuff like that is really speeding our offense up a bit more with still like a lot of patience as well, which is getting us good shots. What was it about Tony Bennett that got you to come to Virginia? Um, just how he was really uh, like impressed in my game and then also how we always talked on the phone. They say if the coach is really interested, that's usually the best place to go. So he was the one that made the phone call as the head coach. He kept in touch with you a lot? Yeah, we called nearly like every week, once once every two weeks, over like a 
like good year span so we kept in touch a lot and became like pretty good mates I guess. Is there a better shooter in the country than Kyle Guy? At the moment no, he, he makes incredible shots so it's amazing. Up next is Jay Huff of the one-seated Virginia Cavaliers. Getting this victory by 20, just the type of statement that it makes as you move forward to the semis. I think it was big, um, I mean especially with Jack playing as well as he did, he was amazing today. Uh, it was really fun to watch. Um, so I think we, I mean in the first half we struggled a little bit but we finally got it going again, you know. Kyle was obviously ridiculous, DeAndre, it was great to see. Is there a better shooter in the country in your opinion than Kyle Guy? I wouldn't say so, I haven't seen him. <laughs> I mean, I don't watch enough college basketball to have a good opinion on that, but I would say no, probably not. I mean, the, the shots that he makes, whether he's off balance, whether he's in motion, whether he has time to set up, just whatever it may be, I mean, it's, it's, it is. It's the type of shots that you would, like, get mad at someone for if you haven't seen him make them before. Like, like what are you, oh, well, no, he, he made it. <laughs> he made it, I can't get mad. Yeah. And, so. and also, you know, in the same respect, the guy that you want to see doing it for you, not yeah. doing it against you. Exactly, I would hate to play against him. <laughs> To look at this Virginia team, and we know defense has been a key part of what Tony Bennett's done, but this season, offensively, you guys have been able to mm -hmm. be a spark and carry the game offensively when you need to as well. Just what you can say about how the offense is blossomed. Yeah, no, it's, it's been really cool to watch like different guys on different nights. I mean, some guys have off nights, but overall, like somebody's going to be able to cover for us, and we'll all, like, Jack tonight was, again, ridiculous. Um, he got us going when we were struggling a little bit in the first half, uh, so... Really, I don't think that our offense is as, like in some ways I think we were limited um, in past years, but I don't think that, that anymore. When the bench gets some minutes and, and we see somebody like Cody's able to take two defenders to the rim for that dunk, just what you could say about moments like that. You know, I was going to set him a screen, but he drove baseline, and at first I was like, oh, wait, oh, no, no, good, good call. Uh, it was fun to watch, and I thought Frankie was going to get one, too. Um, that guy had to foul him, but whatever, he'll get it next time, and it was, it was really fun to watch and get hyped for that. Uh, I about shoved him into the stands. <laughs> it was fun. Looking at Virginia, I mean, obviously you know when you come to the Cavaliers that you have to wait your turn, you have to earn your keep, so to speak. Just what you can say about that, because Tony Bennett's done a great job of not only recruiting, but recruiting guys like yourself that know that there's somebody that came before you that's going to put that work in and then you're going to earn those minutes after that. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's big because we get to watch guys like Jack, like Mamadi, like Isaiah Wilkins last year. Um, guys like that, we get to watch them work and see what it takes uh, to get minutes here. And then when they leave, I think it gives us plenty of time to learn. Um, and, you know, we just kind of take over the, the mantle a little bit. In college basketball, a lot of guys want to play right away. They want to play for a season. They want to go to the NBA. What is it about Virginia where, you know, you guys stick around, you, again, earn your keep, you have patience, just what you can say about that. I mean, I think it's it's good because, like, I mean, one and done, like, that is what it is. Um, I personally don't think it's great for college basketball, but I do think that, you know, if you can make millions of dollars, like, that's certainly your right to do so. Um, but I personally like it. I like college basketball when guys stick around. Um, it just makes for, like, teams that people can, like, follow for a long time rather than just for, like, a season and then they're gone. Um, and I think what we've been working on has been really good for college basketball and for us specifically. Is, is that, you know, why you came a big part of why you came to Virginia, knowing that? there's this systematic kind of there's a guy that's going to be there for a couple of years then someone's going to come in they're going to earn their spot then they're going to take over then they're going to teach somebody else I mean, is that is that a reason why you came over absolutely yeah yeah I mean that 
it was a big part of it really I thought that it was it was fun to watch them uh, for the, the little bit of time that I did I didn't really follow them very much before I started getting recruited by them uh, but you know I thought it was really cool uh, when I learned about it and so I definitely it was a big plus for coming here and then lastly for me just what you could say about Jack Salt and what he's been able to do I know you said he was ridiculous in this yeah. game but just you know in his career no I mean it's it's great it's been great to watch him uh, for a few years. Like the defense that he plays is phenomenal. Um, so it's it's been good both to learn from him and on nights like tonight, just celebrate with him. I was hoping coach would leave him in to get him twenty point at least for like another minute. Uh, but you know, it is what it is. But it was, it was certainly fun to watch. Because it's a good problem to have. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Following Jay is DeAndre Hunter, who has made big strides since the last ACC tournament. Here's what he had to say to me following the victory for Virginia over NC State in this year's ACC tournament. When I spoke with you at the ACC tournament last year, you were waiting your turn, kind of coming through the ranks, and now you've been able to take over. Just what you can say about that being the Virginia way, that you earn your keep and then eventually you become the guy that they lean on. Um, yeah, like you said, you just have to work your way through the process. Uh, when you come here, you're probably not going to play right away unless you're, I don't know, it just depends, but you just have to work hard and, uh, like you said, just test the process. When you go through that process, just what you can say about it. I mean, was that a reason why you wanted to come to Virginia? I mean, some guys want to play right away, play for a season, go to the NBA. But in the case of coming to Virginia, there is a guy that's going to be ahead of you that's earned that right, and you're going to have to earn the right after him. I mean, was that something that kind of enticed you to come in, knowing that you were going to have good teachers ahead of you? Yeah, I mean, I knew it was going to be hard when I got here, and that's what I wanted. Uh, I didn't want to take the easy route, just go somewhere and be the best player out the bat. So, I mean, I really had to work for it, and I, I mean, I felt like it was working out for me. What was Tony Bennett's message when he was recruiting you and looking to bring you in? Did he tell you that? You know, it's kind of an earn your keep type of team? Yeah, he told me that I was going to have to battle battle guys in practice every day, and I was fine with that. Um, like I said, it was guys ahead of me, and I just tried to learn as much as possible from them. Is there a better shooter? I mean, obviously, I know you can shoot the ball, but I have to ask you this about your teammate Kyle Guy. Is there a better shooter in the country than Kyle? No. I mean, he's getting close to like Simple as that? Nope. What is it about? I mean, uh, when I was speaking with Jay, he said that he takes those shots that you you would get mad at mm -hmm. because you'd think, like, how is he going to make that shot? Why would you take that shot? And then yeah. it goes in. Yeah. Just what you can say about that. Yeah, like you said, he's, he's been shooting those since uh, freshman year. Uh, the ones with a hand in his face, he's fading away. But he's, he's really mastered that, and he, he makes them almost every game, so you can't get mad. And speak on from last ACC tournament last season to this season, just what you can say what a year's time has done for your shot. Um, I mean, I worked on it a lot during the summer. I uh, got a lot of reps, and I'm just confident when I shoot it now. So, I mean, in the game, I wanna, and when I'm open, I'm just looking to shoot. When you go from being one of the reserves to being one of the leaders on this team with Ty Jerome and Kyle Guy, just what you can say about that, you know, Jack Salt as well, just mm -hmm. the leadership crew of this team. Um, yeah, we've been together for a while. Uh, we know what this program is about. We know what the coaches want from uh, each player. So we just try to instill that in our team. And like you said, just, just try to make our team um, as, as, as strong as possible. Last time you played NC State, it was an overtime one-point victory. Just what you can say about winning by 20 and seeing them, you know, this time around. Just, just what you wanted to do to make a statement as you headed into the semifinal. Uh, we were, we were prepared. Uh, we knew how they played. We knew that we had to match their intensity and their physicality. And I feel like the coaches did a good job of uh, teaching us and helping us prepare for that.
Cody had that baseline slam, which is what you could say about you know his play there. Chase said that he wanted to set a pick for him. He wanted to set a screen for him, and he's like ended up just taking him to the basket himself. I saw that you got pretty excited after that. Yeah, that surprised me. Uh, Anytime a guy can come off the bench and, like you say, get a big play, hit a three, get a dunk, everyone's going to be excited because maybe he doesn't get as much, as many minutes as everyone else. So when he comes in a game and something like that happens, you have to celebrate. We know this Virginia team for defense under Tony Bennett. Just what you can say about how the offense is a key ingredient this season and, and how you kind of up the ante on the offensive side? I think we have a lot of guys who could do a lot of things. Uh, many guys who could shoot, Ty, myself, Kyle, and Braxton, and Kihei. We can, everyone can basically shoot on the floor, and Mamadi as well. So, I mean, it's just tough. I feel like at certain times it's just tough to guard us with certain lineups we have in the game. Up next is Mamadi Diakite here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tatora of the Virginia Cavaliers. Now, last time you saw NC State, it was a 66-65 overtime game. Just what you took away from that game and the statement that you wanted to make in this one? Well, the first time it was overwhelming and we knew that uh, coming back again this time, we knew that we, we had to take care of the ball because they're going to be pressing the whole game. And we took advantage of that and kept working and not give up on positions and made them pay. Uh, at first, they were up and, you know, for teams that don't have a lot of experience, they'll probably be uh, losing the ball all the time and get nervous and everything. And plus, we're coming back in a, in a setting where we lost last year. So, but we're able to like lock in, not worry about anything from outside, and get the job done. What can you say about this team, the, the collective mentality to shut out the outside noise? Uh, I don't know. We just don't worry about outside noise. We worry about what we can do and how we can control the present so we, so we can affect the future. Yeah. When you have a head coach like Tony Bennett, what does he do to keep you guys locked in and, and keep you focused on what matters? He just talks to us every time. He, he, he tells us value. He doesn't only talk to us and throw it out there, you know, throw words out there, but they're valuable words. Like, uh, you need to keep fighting. You're in a battle. Uh, don't give up, you know, no matter what. So that's what we carry on on the, on the court. When he recruited you, how honest was he about the process and, and the fact that when you come to a team like Virginia, you have to earn your keep, you have to wait your turn? And well, no one knew that, really. But, <laughs> but uh, he he's a good recruiter. He talked to us. He was honest for, you know, the whole the most part, I guess he was honest. All the stuff he told me was true. Um, but yeah, he just told, told us uh, that we have to play defense in order to be on the floor. And if you don't want to play defense, it's going to be hard. You're going to have to work hard. That's basically what he said. What is it about this team, though, that made you want to come here in the sense of, you know, everybody has to earn their keep. When you come into Virginia, there's a guy who's already earned the right to be out there. You have to work to get those minutes off yeah. the bench, then eventually you become the starter, and then you teach somebody else. Just yeah. what you can say just, about that process. It just make you a, strong, a stronger person and make your belief different, different from the ones you've had, you had before you came uh, to the set, to the place, which meaning UVA, and um, yeah, it basically gets you ready to, you know, face big challenges and big overwhelming stuff that you can narrow down and control it. 
So, yeah. When you see that so many people want to play one season and they want to move on to the NBA, just what you could say about Virginia, because Virginia holds on to guys. I mean, you guys stick around, and not only do you earn your minutes, but you end up, like I was saying, teach the next guy and get him ready before you leave. Well, uh, the NBA is not just about going the first year and make money and get out. The NBA is about once you get in there, you got to be able to like stay in there. And in order to stay there, you need to learn valuable stuff, and it's better to learn them before you get there than if you were there because it's, it's, it's go time when you're there, you know. It's still go time here, but it's also go time there because you're actually getting paid, and they're not ex expecting you to, to have high expectations uh, of yourself and of the team. I know he's on the team with you, but is there a better shooter out there than Kyle Guy? Mm, the way he shoots it, no. Jay said that it's easy to get frustrated when you take some of those shots, thinking he's not going to make that, or the way that he yeah, goes about yeah, it. But exactly, they all fall. Ty sometimes, <laughs> Ty sometimes, and DeAndre too, but not from the threes, really, really from the two, from uh, 18 footers. Yeah. And then you, you talked about defense, but lastly, from me, just what you could say about how this team offensively has been able to strike, and you've been able to lean on that a little bit more than in the past. Well, Coach told us defensively we have to earn it, and we have to work hard in order to have freedom offensively. So that little freedom we get offensively, we were able to, you know, take the most out of it. And finally from Virginia is Ty Jerome. This is what he had to say. Ty, just what you could say about, you know, what Kyle's been able to do on this team. I mean, is there a better shooter in the country in your opinion? No. Simple as that. Simple as that. Simple Jay, Jay said that he takes some of those shots that you're thinking there's no way in hype they're going in. Why did he take that shot and then it drops? Yeah, for me, I never say that when he shoots because he's been <laughs> doing it for three years now. So if he takes one of those shots and he misses it, I'm like, good shot. Shoot it again next time. You know what I mean? So it's, um, that's what he does. And um, he's not selfish by any means, but a bad shot for most people is a good shot for him. When you look at the offense uh, this season for the team, I mean, obviously you guys have the ability to score, but there's always that leaning on the defense and playing in the high 50s, so to speak. This season, the offense has been allowed to uh, explode a little bit more. Just what you can say about what you attribute to the fact that you've been able to lean a little bit more on that. Yeah, it's awesome, but we still lean on our defense. And then what the offense gives us is, because the offense can come and go, we might have a game where we don't hit shots. But if all we have to do is get to 60, because we can hold the team under 60, that's much better. I think when you were at Syracuse, it was like 70%, something like that. I mean, to have a night like that and, and to do what you guys do from three-point range, like like you said, there can come bad times, but it doesn't seem to happen all too often. Yeah, I mean, we really work on our shots. So we would hope to think it's not going to happen all too often. Um, we work on it every day, and guys so guys get in the gym on their own too. So we expect to make shots, um, but it's not something we, we want to live and die by. What can you say about DeAndre and, and how, you know, what a year has done from the last ACC tournament? to where we are right now, just how he's improved all the way around. I think the first thing is just more opportunity for him. Um, we play through him a little more. He has, a, he has some more ISO plays. He, you know, probably doubles his minutes almost. Um, you know, he's a full-time starter now, and um, he just he's gotten a year stronger. He's gotten a year better. He handles the ball better. He shoots better. He's so complete now. He was the defensive player of the year, so he's just all-around great player. When you look at the leadership on this team, and you being one of those guys, just what you could say about coming to Virginia and waiting your turn. I mean, there's obviously a process under Tony Bennett that when you come in, there's somebody who's earned their. You have to earn your minutes. You usually do it off the bench, and then eventually you become the starter. Just what you can say about that process here. 
Yeah, for me, um, I had to wait a little bit my freshman year and my sophomore, my second year, um, was my first year trying to kind of step against that leadership role on the court. And then, so I got a little, I got to learn from Isaiah and Devin um, how they led off the court last year. And then I was always leading on the court. And then um, now I'm just you know, taking it all in, learning from so many different people, and um, trying to be our leader on and off the court. What can you say about Isaiah and Devin and, and what they taught you about leadership? I learned so much from them, especially off the court. Um, everyone's a different leader on the court, but off the court I learned, you know, it's hard to be a leader. Um, you have to hold everyone accountable. You have to hold yourself to a higher standard than everybody else. Um, you can't be even a second late to anything. Um, it's about, you know, really putting the team before yourself, especially especially off the court, really making sure everyone's good, making sure everyone's mentally okay, um, taking care of your guys before you take care of yourself. Passing the torch seems to be done at Virginia better than it is in most places. What would you attribute to that? Is it just Tony Bennett coming out and finding the right guys like yourself? I mean, what, what is it that you guys are able to really not have too much of a drop-off when the team changes over? Yeah, I think part of it is uh, the guys he recruits. Part of it is the culture there is here. So if you have a bad attitude, um, you're going to be miserable because you're going to have to run. You're going to have to hear late. You're going to have to run. It's just about the culture we've built here, and guys understand that culture uh, leads to winning. So, you know, guys, um, they want to win, and, and we understand it's about the team, really. You guys are successful. You've been successful. You've been the top team in the ACC tournament. You've earned a number one seed in the NCAA tournament. Yet the conversation is typically on Duke and North Carolina. Do you like that still, that there's as good as you are, there's still a little bit of that, not getting as much respect as you deserve? I could care less, to be honest. I, it's as simple as that, really. It's about us and coming out every game and doing what we do. We'll take a step aside for a fast break here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. When we come back, you'll hear from the Florida State Seminoles. This is a Wake Up Call Fast Break. Carvel DeWitt, it's what happy tastes like. Do you know why? Because we make ice cream. Creamy, rich, flavorful ice cream. Not yogurt or ice milk like some of our competitors. Ice cream. Fresh, by hand, daily. For the calorie conscious, we have something new for you. Our new Carvelite. Same great flavor, creaminess, and texture of our regular ice cream with only 35 calories an ounce. So whether you want an ice cream cake, flying saucer, dasher, carvalanche, hard or soft ice cream, we will satisfy your craving with our fresh, handmade, regular, or new Carvelite ice cream. Carvel DeWitt. It's what happy tastes like. Clothing that will change with you without you having to change. DreisigLady.com, D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G, Lady.com. With the bamboo line, relaxed fit clothing, as well as the athletic fit clothing, DreisigLady.com is fit for any woman, any time of the day, anywhere. Whatever you're doing, whatever your day commands of you, Command yourself to feel comfortable in Dreisig Lady Apparel. D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G Lady.com. For all the women out there, feel good in what you're wearing. And don't feel like you have to constantly change throughout the day. Whether you're a stay-at-home mom, a business owner, going for a jog, going for a meeting, or just relaxing at home, DreisigLady.com is the right fit for you. D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G, lady.com. The thrill of gaming, adventure, and achievement collide at the Museum of Intrigue, located on the third floor in Destiny, USA, in Syracuse, New York. 
Open seven days a week, the Museum of Intrigue offers over 25 untold stories and is ever-growing and changing. For more information, call 855-653-7227 or reserve your story today at museumofintrigue.com. Spark your curiosity at the Museum of Intrigue, where you will never have the same experience twice. News, the Press Room Pub, located on 220 Herald Place in historic Herald Square in downtown Syracuse, is where entertainment and sports become one. Trivia is every Tuesday at 7 p.m. with host Dan Tortora. Sports are always on from every angle at the Press Room Pub. The main floor features a full bar and restaurant with two private party rooms, featuring games, a colossal television, and more. So head out for lunch, dinner, or a drink and plan your parties with the Press Room Pub. 220 Herald Place in downtown Syracuse. Call 315-569-4345 for more information. The press room awaits you. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt. Find us on Facebook at wakeupcalldt, Twitter at calldt, and Instagram at wakeupcall underscore dt247, as well as on wakeupcalldt.com. You can get an archive of all of the shows, including this one, over 1,100 episodes, and you can listen on wakeupcalldt.com by clicking on any of the icons for the Wake Up Call archive, the RSS feed is there as well as Podbean, TuneIn, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and iTunes. Coming up here are the Florida State Seminoles following their victory over Virginia Tech in a closely contested matchup that ended in overtime. The Fondue Cavangeli is up first. Just what you could say about uh, Terrence Mann's shot, that off-balance shot as he's going out of bounds. Nuts. I mean, the play was for him to get downhill, and he made a play and he threw it up and it went in, so I'm very happy. Very happy it went in. Your reaction after something like that? I mean, he's made tough shots before, but mm. it's got to be the toughest that I think he's made. Yeah, definitely. My reaction to that was just shocking, but I knew for a fact there was time on the clock, so I had to, like, have a second of joy and try to refocus my energy back and try to get a stop on the defensive end. No matter what Virginia Tech did, there were numerous ties in regulation, but you guys were able to keep the lead. They got the lead inside two minutes. Just mm. what you can say about how they never really went away in the game. I mean, this team's very resilient. Um, they do a really good job in defending ball screens they keep everything in front of them so our guards did a great job getting downhill and they made plays and you know at the end of the day you know when a team plays that great of defense you got to make a play in the end and our guards did that not only you but numerous players on the team made the plays of separation when the game was tied to mm. knock down big shots just what you can say about how deep this team is offensively I mean we're, we're the deepest team in the country um, everyone has a specialty everyone has talent everybody can contribute at any time in the game and that was just today was a testament to that Devin made big shots Phil come back from injury made Big shots down the stretch. Terrence as well. Trent was a great leader with us. Uh, David, PJ, everybody. just Everybody did a great job today. Is this what you could say about David? He he knocked down at least two big-time shots, and obviously the one at the end that forced overtime. Mm -hmm. I mean, Devin, you know, throughout the year, he's like been our most coachable uh, person on our team. He works out very hard. He's very coachable. He understands the game. He's patient. And we knew his time was coming. And to see him play well today as a, you know, as an upperclassman, it was really great to see that. So 
you could say about Florida State. I mean, obviously it's known as a football school and basketball has been steadily upgrading itself under Leonard Hamilton. Just mm -hmm. what you could say, what Coach Hamilton has done for this team. Coach Hamilton has done a great job from recruiting to player development, you know, with his leadership, how to conduct ourselves. You know, Coach Hamilton is a great example for us young men. And for him to be a leader for our team, you know, only way is up with us. What does he say after this game? What's his message after the game? I mean, he's very proud of us. He's told us we had a no-quit attitude. You know, it's March, so every team is ready to go, and he was super proud of us today. Virginia, you saw him obviously in the regular season. Just what you can say about getting them again? Um, I'm, I'm very blessed. I'm very thankful. They're a really talented team, and I'm very excited to see them tomorrow. So we're going to come ready. They're going to come ready, and we're going to compete for that to get to the championship. Thank you. Thank you. Up next is P.J. Savoy of the Seminoles. What you can say about the resiliency of this team at Virginia Tech kept it close all the way through. They tied it a bunch of times. Obviously, overtime was forced by you guys. Just what you could say about you know pulling this one out, knowing how close it was. Um, we fight to the end. Um, we don't quit. Uh, when when the game gets on the line, we, we band together, make a stronger bond, and and I mean that's just what makes us unique. Virginia Tech doesn't give up. You don't give up. I mean, was this game kind of setting itself up to be this type of game in your opinion? Um, yeah. I mean, when they came down when they came down to Tallahassee, it was the same nip tuck game. Um, really grinded out. We went to overtime with them, and 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 then the first one they hit the shot, but. I mean, it was it was nice for us to hit the shot, get some momentum going into overtime, and to have the lead the majority of the time until you know inside two minutes. Just what you could say about that. No matter what Virginia Tech tried to do, you guys were able to stave that off, and then they were able to get the lead there right before the end of regulation. And you guys were able to tie it. Just what you could say about how close that was, and, and how you were able to keep them away and keep them at bay, and then ultimately going overtime. Um, it's just us being a veteran team. Uh, we've been. Those those close games, the last second shot games, we know what it takes. Uh, we know what we need to do to stay together. We know we have to stay together, stay composed, and um, make sure we execute. Cam Gelly called you guys the deepest team in the nation. Would that be fair to say? Uh, I think that's pretty fair to say. And just what you could say about that depth. It wasn't just one guy. It wasn't two guys. It wasn't three guys. Everybody was getting involved to make sure that this game went your way in overtime. I mean, yeah, we, we we all had to come together. We all want to win. That's our that's our only goal is to win every game that we step into. So, and when you look at you know obviously Florida State known first and foremost for football, Leonard Hamilton has changed that culture and established that men's basketball is something a force to be reckoned with, so to speak. Just what you can say, Coach Hamilton has done with this basketball program to uplift you guys and, and uplift you know teams that came before you as well. Um, definitely his recruiting style. Uh, he makes sure he gets high character guys. Um, no, no guys is going to cause problems. He gets athletes that get get down and defend um, just to show his junkyard dog defense. And then he, he gets people that can score. And once you put it all together, it's just a dynamic duo. It seems like he can make a simple facial gesture and you guys know exactly what he's feeling. Is, is that fair to say that once he looks at you, you're like, all right, coach, I got it. Yeah, I mean, just being in so many practices, so many games, and all the facial expressions, you kind of you kind of start getting the gist of what he's trying to talk about. When you look at that shot at the end of regulation to tie it, just what you could say about your teammate hitting that shot to force overtime. Uh, we had extreme confidence in him. We knew we we knew at the time we needed a three, and he knew it too. So when he caught it, everybody everybody on our team on our side knew it had to go up. 
and it was going in. The faith that you have in each other, that it's not just one guy that you lean on, just to speak to that, how you've kind of created that bond where whoever's taking the shot, you all have faith that that person's going to make the shot. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it shows our character of our team. Um, we don't we don't rely on just one person, and it's, and it's amazing because it makes it hard to defend. Um, anybody can get hot at any moment, so. Terrence Mann's made some good shots. This may go down as the most difficult one that he's he's made. Would you say that this is the most difficult? No, nah, he's he's hit a couple in practice and pick up, but in a, in a real life game, this is definitely his toughest one. One-handed shot sideways as he's falling out of bounds. Yeah, but so. to us, we're used to it. <laughs> and to see that last shot, I mean, Virginia Tech did get that shot off, and it was kind of closer maybe than you wanted it to be. Just what you could say about those final seconds, knowing that that ball had gone up and had life. Man, we're on the edge of our seat. Um, once it hit the rim and it rolled off, we all just exploded with joy, happiness, knowing that we could move on to the next round. How would you define Seminoles basketball right now with where you guys are at? You made it in the top four in the ACC. You're now in the top four of the ACC tournament going to the semis. Just what you could say about taking care of business in the regular season and making it to the semifinals now. Um, all I can say really is that we're fighting for our respect. Uh, we feel like the basketball world hasn't respected us yet and we have to put them on notice. What's it going to take in your opinion because it seems like you've done enough to command some respect at least. Do you feel like you're getting to that point at all or do you feel like this is the season where you kind of have to break through the barrier so to speak? Uh, this is definitely the season we have to break through the barrier. Um, the only thing in our eyes right now is the national championship. So and then we're, trying to, we're trying to go the long way. And then lastly just what you could say about uh, Virginia as you move forward. You saw them in the regular season, obviously. Just what your takeaways are from Virginia. Um, they're a really talented team. They have their own offense, their own defense. It's, it's unique. Um, and we, we can't we can't get lulled to sleep by their their offense, how they move slow and put you to sleep and cut fast and then it's a wide open shot. We have to be on our P's and Q's for 40 minutes. This is what Phil Kofer had to say to me following the win for his Florida State Seminoles in the quarterfinals of the ACC tournament. Well, you've obviously spent some time here. You've been around the block of Florida State. Just what you could say of this game does at this point. I mean, is, is this one of the best games that you've played in when it comes to your time at Florida State? Uh, it's probably some more, you know, games, but I think this game really means a lot just from, you know, everybody, even down to the freshmen, you know, giving it all they got and just making great plays. And I think just having our team, having our confidence on this team is good. So. When it comes to the ACC tournament, I've had the opportunity to talk with you before. It feels like you've been here mm -hmm. forever. Do you yeah. feel that? Uh, yeah, a little bit, just because of my fifth year. But yeah. when I think about it, I came on a campus 17, and I'm only 22. So people think I'm older than that, but it's not. <laughs> just what you could say about what this team has done to establish itself. I was, I was speaking with PJ, and he said he still thinks that respect has to come, and you guys are still fighting for that respect in the basketball world. Do you feel that way? Yeah, definitely. I think that's one of the main things, you know, coming back. And I think we respect our opponents, too, and not just respect us. We know every team's going to, you know, give their all, and we just got to, you know, be able to master their intensity. So. What is it that there is that disconnect? Because Florida State basketball has been getting better under Leonard Hamilton for a while. Mm -hmm. So why do you feel like maybe that respect hasn't come yet? Just, I think just, you know, Coach Ham, I think what he goes through and what he's, you know, been through his child and stuff, he never had that much of that respect. And I think we're all trying to, you know, back him up and just, you know, pretty much fight for it.
do you care what the outside world ultimately thinks when you guys know that you're getting better? Not at all, man. I think with us, I think everybody's locked into, you know, just doing us. And I think just that comes just from family. And we don't really care what nobody says or, you know, all the, you know, stuff that's going on. We're trying to just, you know, respect us and, you know, make a run. So You finish in the top four in the regular season in the ACC. Now you're in the final four of the ACC tournament. Just what you can say that says about Florida State basketball. I think it's good, man. I think we got great, play like I said, great players. And I think, uh, you know, all the players are be ready to give it all they got on the court. So Virginia Tech wouldn't go away, but every time they tied it, tried to take the lead for the most part, you guys kept them at bay until inside those last couple minutes. Just what you could say respecting the Hokies and just how they played this game. Uh, I think, like I said, they're a great team. I think Buzz Williams does a great job, you know, let them play as hard as they can. They, they try to, you know, I guess match his intensity too. So I think we knew we knew they was going to take punches and we were going to have to take them and just keep doing us. Who yells louder, players on the court or Bucks? Ah, it's, it's up there. It's up there. That's that's where you know the, the players on their their team get it from the bus. And I I like I like his coach and I like the way he you know makes his players come out and give it all they got. I do want to talk with you about Terrence Mann in a second, but to speak on your other teammate that hit the three, just what you could say about giving him some respect. It's definitely good, man. I think just when he came up to me before the play, he said, "If I get it, it's going up." And I knew just that type of confidence really helps him a lot. And that's why he was be able to make that great shot. And, and PJ said that you guys all had faith he was going to hit the shot. Mm -hmm. Just where that comes from, why you guys have that, that faith and that belief in one another that whoever takes the shot was going to make it. Definitely. I think that just comes from, like I said, confidence from our coaches and our teammates. We all believe in each other to do whatever. And I think we all know our tendencies and we all know our sweet spots. So everybody's pretty confident in each and every player. So, Terrence one-hand, basically a one-handed <laughs> shot as he's falling out of bounds yeah. sideways, and he makes it. Yeah. He said, you know, he's, he's taking other shots and whatnot, but yeah. just where this where this stacks up. So yeah. I think I've actually seen him do it all the time in pickup, so I went, I went, we all, all weren't new to it. I think we kind of knew it was going in, just from how it rolled in and stuff like that, and he loves that floater, so. The last shot that Virginia Tech had, probably a little bit too close for comfort, which is what you could say about yeah. that shot with 1.8 seconds. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. It was kind of scary just because, you know, it was in Alexander's hands. He's a great player, too, so I think they did a great job of, you know, executing that last play. And just what Terrence Mann has meant to this team, because you guys have gotten a lot of time together, just what he's done leadership-wise for the team. I think a lot, man. I think just him being here, you know, changing the culture, I think his class really changed Florida State a lot. And I think just them coming in, bringing that, you know, tenacity, defense, and just his leadership helps us a lot. And then finally for me, you obviously have seen Virginia, just what you could say about them from what you know already this season. Uh, you got to be able to, you know, defend them. You got to be able to, you know, bring your hard hat. I think they're a great team, and I think uh, the main thing with us, we're going to have to play defense. And finally for Florida State is the man who hit the game-winning shot, Terrence Mann. I spoke with your teammates about your ability to go out there and shoot it. They say you do this in pickup all the time. That shot that you took that won the game, is that a typical pickup game shot for you? Yeah, um... <laughs> Definitely. When, when my team is, when it's game point, um, you know, I'm just going there and trying to score the ball. If I get contact, I'm going to fade away and shoot it, and um, I'm used to taking that shot. So basically a one-handed shot sideways as you're falling out of bounds. Yeah, I've, they've seen it before plenty of times. <laughs> but a lot of us, to see something like that, just what you could say about, you know, that being obviously inside of a game that's going to help you move on and advance in the ACC tournament, just is that the biggest one that you feel like you've taken up to this point or is there another um, one? No, I think that's definitely the biggest one I've taken. Um, I'm glad. I'm happy 
that I had confidence to do so um, when the time was running down. Um, but I know I'm the leader of this team, and you know they all expect me to you know help the team win, and I just had to do what I had to do. You speak on earning that leadership. I had the opportunity to speak with you really since you came in at the ACC tournament and whatnot. So since you came onto this team to now, how did you earn that leadership? I think just by playing the game the right way. Um, you know, all my teammates know they can trust me both on the offensive end and defensive end. And that's just how you end off the court, you know, being able to be friends with everybody um, you know, and stuff like that. So, And your, team, your teammates have talked about the fact that whoever takes the shot, they trust that it's going in. Just yeah. what you could say about building that faith in one another. Um, that takes a long time, I'm not going to lie. Um, being able to have a team who believes in everybody, have people come off the bench and have confidence to play like Devin Vassell did tonight. Um, definitely takes a long time for a team to adapt to that. But we, we got early. We got after early in the summer. Um, we all sat down, had a bunch of meetings talk to each other about how you know we had to play this year to be successful. And Vassell, you bring him up, he hit the three that forced overtime. Just what you could say about that big time shot and I mean, the confidence. Yeah, he has, like I said, everyone here has confidence when they're shooting because they all know their teammates has confidence in them. And that's just, I, I mean, I've seen, for, from what I've seen so far, that's what makes a team so successful when you know your whole team has confidence in you. Gaining respect, Florida State's obviously known for football, but for men's basketball, at least in my opinion, it's been trending up for a while. Yeah. Just what you could say about earning respect. Uh, that's just, you know, the tradition I came into, being able to try to earn respect, um, people disrespecting us, you know, for years, kind of writing us off, uh, just worrying about the football team, um, you know, but we're a bunch of guys who never quit, and we just came here with a goal in mind to put us on the map, and I think we've done that so far, you know, finishing fourth in the ACC. Do you still feel like the disrespect is there, though? Definitely. I mean, it, it'll be there for a while. You know, there's schools with hundreds, with years and years of tradition um, over us, you know, only, well, I think 70 years ago, this was all-girls school, so, you know, there's schools with years and years of tradition above us, so they're always going to have that respect, but, you know, we're just out here fighting for it, and I think we've been doing a good job lately. What's Leonard Hamilton done to change this culture for you? Uh, a lot. I mean, he's just been able to make us, you know, graduate on time, you know, be good brothers, you know, hopefully be good fathers, good teammates, and stuff like that, and he, and then that's what builds a great culture, and I think that's why we've been winning. And lastly, for me, just what you could say about seeing Virginia already this season, and just what your takeaways have been. Uh, they're a good team. They can shoot the ball really well. I think they're like third in the nation in threes, uh, three-point percentage. But, uh, you know, we just got to keep them in front, contest their shots, and, you know, defensive rebound and do what we do. We'll take a step aside here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT for this fast break. And when we come back, the North Carolina Tar Heels take center stage. This is a Wake Up Call Fast Break. Hi, friends and fans. Home Team Pub is the place to be to cheer on your fave home team. Located at 7990 Oswego Road in Liverpool, HTP has you covered with an amazing drink selection. Let's not forget about the signature drinks or those kid-approved gourmet milkshakes. The happy hour specials and pub entrees will have your mouth watering. Check out the website, hometeampub.com, or follow us on Facebook and Instagram for more specials. At Home Team Pub, you're always the MVP. 
I'm George Townsend of Honda City with some good advice when buying a new car. The true cost of owning a new car is determined by the appraised value when you trade it. No vehicle appraises higher than a Honda. Next, look for low APRs and deep discounts. You also want low maintenance costs and great fuel economy. That's why my advice to you is to buy a new Honda. Looking pre-owned, visit our Honda Certified Used Car Center. Honda City, 7140 Henry Clay Boulevard, Liverpool, or hondacity-cny.com. It would be a pity if you don't shop. For all of us that have always wanted our favorite restaurant to come to us, it's now a reality in Central New York with It's a Utica Thing, with Utica Pizza Company bringing their wonderful recipes that they've handed down through generations to you, to your events, to your business, to your home. It's a Utica Thing, proudly bringing Utica Pizza Company on wheels to your location. Call 315-738-8946. That's 315-738-8946 to bring Utica Pizza Company to your doorstep with It's a Utica Thing. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Once again, find us on Facebook at WakeUpCallDT, Twitter at CallDT, and Instagram at WakeUpCall underscore DT. The North Carolina Tar Heels have a matchup in the semis with their longtime rival, the Duke Blue Devils, one of the biggest rivalries in all of sports, not just college basketball. This is how they got there. They faced off against the Louisville Cardinals and were able to handle them in this matchup. Whatever Louisville did right, North Carolina seemed to do better. Here's my conversation with Garrison Brooks of the Tar Heels. Just what you can say about you know taking charge of this game at 14:44 mark of the first half. You guys took the lead. You never gave it back after that. I mean that's um, kind of what we always try to do. Like you know I don't know like it feels like a certain thing we try to do like get the lead and like keep it. But I mean I feel like it was necessary like because they're a really good team that can get up on you big and they keep that lead because they're they're just that talented. When you when you see the talent that Louisville has, just what you can say. I mean even though you win this game by double digits, just what you can say about. Them being multi-dimensional. They're, they're a really good team. They, they got a chance to go really deep in the tournament. I mean, they're experienced. They got great coaching. So, I mean, I think they know what they're doing. As far as I overheard you say, you know, you don't care who you're playing. It doesn't matter. Just speak on control and the controllables and do what you can do. Uh, I mean, we're going to prepare as well as we can. We're going to get our scout report, take care of our bodies tonight. And we're going to do what we need to do to prepare for tomorrow. How would you describe Tar Heel basketball this season? I mean, it's been, I mean, like us in general. Or yeah, just like, you in general throughout the season. I mean, I feel like we've been getting better the entire year, so I mean, I think that's the biggest part for us. It's just uh, the biggest thing is we need to keep getting better every game. I mean, I feel like we still got a lot of room to grow, and we just we, as long as we keep getting better, I think we'll be okay. Speaking on the leadership of Luke May and just what he's meant to the yeah. team. Now, Luke May, he's been phenomenal since day one. He's a very vocal leader, vocal on like what we need to do. He's always trying to like I don't know talk people through all situations and just make people better is always like a good leader. You spoke on the being multidimensional as far as Louisville goes. Just speak on the layers that you have and offensively how anybody can take over as well as on the defense. I mean, I feel like, I feel like we're a really good team, especially when everyone's scoring. But I mean, 
it's, I think we're just uh, very, I think we could be very balanced. I mean, let's Kobe out there getting 30. And we're gonna try to get in the ball as much as we can. Just what you could say about Kobe and what he's meant to the team and what he's been this season. I hate him. I just like Kobe's like one of my best friends, and I like I'm really enjoying playing with him. He's a he's a great player. I mean, it's just always like he's always a really talented scorer. He's going getting better at point guard, not turn the ball over. He's a all around good player. Up next is my conversation with Kenny Williams of the North Carolina Tar Heels. You guys took the lead at 14:44. That mark of the first half, you never gave it back. Just what you can say about the importance of getting it early and holding on to it. Um, no, it's kind of hard. You get a lead here, you you want to hold on to it as much as you can. Um, but you know, this, I think it's just a testament of how well we're, we've been playing and how well we are playing um, to get the lead that early in the game and to be able to hold it throughout the rest of the game. What you can say about the multi-layered Tar Heel team that you have, the fact that anybody can go off at any given time on this team, and, and you saw a lot of different guys do that tonight. Um, you know, I think that's what makes us a dangerous team. We have so many guys that can score the ball or impact the game, and you know, you can't really focus on one or two, even three. You can't do that because that's when you have five or six players in double figures, and you know, I mean, you're beat on the scoreboard. You've had some time on this team. Just what you can say about growing as a leader, and, and just what your message has been to the team this year. Man, it's been a lot of fun. Um, you know, I didn't know. Uh, you know, I knew I had I would have to be a leader coming in, but um, you know, I never knew how fun it would be. Uh, you know, just to watch the guys um, play and watch them, uh, watch the team as a whole improve every single day. I think it's a lot of fun. And then sharing that leadership role with Luke May, just what you can say about what Luke has been to the squad this year. Luke has been Luke, and you know, we can't ask anything more from him. And. Uh, He's just doing what he does, um, despite the naysayers, despite the people uh, talking. He, he continues to produce and, and give us uh, everything he has. Seems like when somebody says something to him on the court, he wants that immediate reaction defensively and offensively. You saw that in the game again. Just what you can say about him having an immediate positive for you guys when you need it, especially you know if there is that chip on his shoulder. He's had a chip on his shoulder his whole life, uh, especially his career here, and uh, you know. If, if you give them, you make you give them an even bigger chip. Uh, good luck. That's all I'm saying. So what you could say about Kobe and, and what he's meant to the team and just how he goes off. Um, you know, Kobe has been huge um, because he he can get hot in a, in a quick second. and He can keep it going for the rest of the game. So uh, I think he opens it up and he's not he's not selfish at all. Um, if somebody's open, then then they'll uh, then he'll get them the ball. Um, so, I mean, for a freshman to come in and play like that has been huge. And lastly, for me, Cam coming onto this team, leaving Pitt and coming over to North Carolina, just what he's meant to the squad, what he's been to you guys, and obviously what he was in the first half when you were trying to take that lead. Um, yes. You don't got to wear a tie. We mm. don't. But uh, Cam. Cam, Cam has been huge, man. It's, I mean, it's, I don't want to keep describing guys as being huge to the team, but I mean, their impact has been immeasurable. Um, you know, you can't really, can't really put it into words. But the way Cam knocks down shots, the way Cam hits shots and affects the game, uh, not just offensively, but you know, rebounding also. He's, he's. 
he's uh he's given us more than you know you can ask from him and following that is my final piece with North Carolina and that features Sterling Manley here's what he had to say to me after the game the multi-layered team that you have this season the fact that anybody can go off and in this game multiple guys did that um, I mean it just shows the depth that we have like you're saying and um, just anybody being there ready to play we have so many weapons on the bench starters just everything I mean like say Kobe has off game Cam can go off say Cam has a golf game Kobe can go off those two have off game you got Luke Kenny so it's just like all the weapons I mean B-Rob out there being a floor general I mean you see some of the passes he was making so I mean it's just it's just a testimony to the death and just everybody being ready to play when their name is called everybody goes out there and play their role and everybody just gels good what have you learned about like your game and finding your place this season just giving whatever the team needs being multi uh, versatile and just going out there whatever the team needs at the time whether it's rebounding whether it's scoring whether it's defense whether it's blocking whatever team needs just being able to give that and add that to the team and just raising my level of play when I get out there with them you brought up Cam. Obviously, he came over from Pittsburgh and had another opportunity, new life in North Carolina. In this game, he was a big part of you getting that lead and keeping it when you got it early at the 1444 mark. Just what you could say about his level of intensity and just what he does to kind of feed you guys, so to speak. Uh, yeah, I mean, he just he's just a leader out there, and he can just flat out score the ball, whether it's shooting, whether it's changing his cuts, getting to the basket. He just, he's just a player, and he just goes out there and leads and plays hard every time, and he's finally like healthy and feeling good, and he's just dangerous. Kenny spoke about knowing that he had to be a leader this season, but saying he didn't realize how fun it was going to be. Just what you could say you've taken from him as a leader and, and to kind of go off of that a little bit, why it's been so fun to go through this season. I mean, just Kenny, just as a leader, I mean, he leads by example and he leads voicefully. So, I mean, he just goes out just every day, even in practice. I mean, like the practice we had yesterday, you would have thought it was the first practice of the year with all the energy and effort he brings. And he just going out there and gives to the team. He may not shoot all the time, but you know on the defensive end, you go get everything out of him day in and day out. And it kind of hurt like him not getting any recognition for like all first team defense stuff like that. But he just goes out there every day and just gives the team with his knees. His shot may not fall, but he's going to do something else to affect the game. And he's done that. And that's like what a leader does. And speaking of another leader, Luke May, uh, Kenny spoke on the fact that Luke's had a chip on his shoulder since birth, just so we can say. <laughs> I think just Luke is just, I mean, Luke is Luke. There's nothing really else to excite. He goes out there and gives us what he needs. He's a, he's a grinder player. I mean, there's people that's maybe more jump higher than him, stronger to him, but he's going to outwork anybody he put, goes up against, and that's what he does day in and day out, and it shows. I mean, just all the awards, all, just everything he's done. I mean, Skip Prosser Award, and I mean, he's great. He's one of our top academic persons on our team, and just doing everything that we need, and coaches you wouldn't think, you were like, oh, because he starts or he's doing this. Coach, coaches on him harder than some of the, anybody on the team, and he just goes out there and plays with a chip on his shoulder. And lastly, for me, having a Hall of Fame coach like Roy Williams, just what you can say about what he's done from his leadership standpoint and, and like you said pushing guys like Lou pushing everybody I mean this is not coaches first walking apart and so the biggest thing is if we listen to what they say and what the coach staff has to say and execute it nine times out of ten we're gonna win hell ten times out of ten we're gonna win so just coach just everything he knows and he's been around the game for so many years it's not his first radio so we just got to listen to what they say and execute it we will take a step aside following that conversation with Sterling Manley here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. When we come back, you'll hear from your Syracuse Orange men's basketball team. This is a Wake Up Call Fast Break. Utica Pizza Company spells family. Your family. My family. 
their family. The recipes that they have shared with each other throughout the years and have now been so gracious to share them with us. I can sit here and talk with you about all the great things that are on the menu. We'd be here forever. So let me say this. Utica Pizza Company is second to none. And now you can bring it home with you and you can dine in in the restaurant. UticaPizzaCompany.com will give you all the information that you need. And let me say, these Utica Greens, they're the best. Utica Pizza Company. Call them and place your order at 315-214-3060. That's 315-214-3060. Families break bread at Utica Pizza Company. with the real deal at Dreisig Apparel. Creating what people are going to see and learn about you before they even meet you. Gear up for what you need for your team, business, or event. To look professional, look good, and feel good, outfit yourself at DreisigApparel.com. That's D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G Apparel.com. The only place to gear up with the real deal. What's the universal language of a fan? Clapping your hands. With Fan Hands, the ultimate sports fan accessory, find your team color, slip them on, and start cheering on your favorite team with 11 different colors always in stock on FanHands.com, where you'll find the ultimate sports fan accessory. Real fans wear Fan Hands. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Up next here in our special from the ACC tournament in my coverage on site, on location, broadcasting in Charlotte, North Carolina. Spend some time in Charlotte, North Carolina. Here are what the Syracuse Orange had to say following their closely contested yet ultimately a loss in round three against Duke this season. They went to Cameron Indoor and got a victory against Duke where Trey Jones had gone down during the game and Cam Reddish did not play. And then Duke came to Syracuse and Syracuse hung with them for a while but ultimately gave it up in the second half. Missed a bunch of free throws during that game as well. And Zion Williamson did not play in that game. In this game, Trey Jones was there, Cam Reddish was there, Zion Williamson was there, but Tyus Battle of Syracuse was not sitting out the ACC tournament, the game against Pittsburgh, and this game against Duke as they're trying to get him ready for the NCAA tournament. Syracuse ultimately loses the game 84-72 to by 12 points, and you'd like to think that Tyus Battle is out there. He'd at least get 12. A lot of guys have stepped up in these last couple games. Buddy Beheim's only gotten better with time like a fine wine. Hard to believe he's a true freshman. And then when we look at what Frank Howard's been able to do offensively, he's been quiet relatively all season, yet he stepped up against Pittsburgh. And in this game, Zion Williamson had 29, but let's not forget that Frank Howard had 28. Here are my conversations with the Syracuse Orange, starting first and foremost with Pascal Chuku. Well, obviously a valiant effort without Tyus, but came up short. Just what's going through your head after the game? I mean, just disappointment, man. Um, we all wanted to win that game, you know, but you know, Tyus wasn't playing as a huge chunk of our offense that we didn't have tonight. I was still playing. You know, everybody stepped up. You know, when we were hung up, we were hung in there with them. You know, they actually, um, they considered the best team in the nation. I won. 
we hung in there the whole game. You know, it just unfortunate that we uh, we didn't pull through. Even though it's not a victory, can you take something positive from that fact that you didn't have ties? You only lost the game by 12. Uh, I mean, yeah, um, shows how. Um, Everybody, you know, Ty, um, Frank stepped up, O'Shea, everybody, you know, without tires, um, uh, obviously we were a little short-handed, but everybody just stepped up and uh, we played a huge game, body made a couple of shots. Um, so, yeah. Are you expecting to have Tyus back for the tournament run? Oh, um, I mean, hopefully, but I mean, as of right now, we don't know, we just hope um, um, he comes back. As of right now, like, I, personally, I don't know, um, we just gotta wait a couple of days and see how he feels. Frank, I mean, obviously, uh, there's a lot of focus about Zion Williams, and he had 29, but Frank hit 28. Just what you could say about Frank's performance. Um, I mean, that's what I say. You know, without tires, Frank stepped in. He stepped up. He, um, you know, for the first half, we didn't go the way we wanted. Uh, we were down being and Frank stepped up and made a couple of huge shots. That brought us back into the game. Um, you know, he took over, showed us. Um, how he's a leader. So he, showed, he showed that tonight. So what you can say about Buddy Beheim and what he's meant to this team and what he's done either as a starter or coming off the bench, especially here at the ACC tournament? Uh, I mean, he came out big for us, especially yesterday. Um, he he made a couple of threes that started the, the comeback last yesterday. And, you know, he's been doing that all year. He's a really good player, a really good shooter. You know, as as his teammate, you know, I'm not really surprised at, you know, what he's doing because I see every day in practice. So, but that's something he can do on a regular basis. Playing inside against Zion Williams, and just what you could say about his athleticism. I uh, mean, he's, um, like everybody knows, he's really athletic. Um, for somebody um, my size, you know, it's hard to stay in front of him sometimes. But, um, you know, I I got in a couple of foul trouble and um, my teammates did a really good job, you know, especially in the second half. One, especially in the second half, I think he had like three field goals. So, like, you know, he's he's not unstoppable, but he's a really good player. What is Coach Beheim? What's the message after a game like this? I mean, obviously you played Duke. You won that first game at Cameron. Played them close in your place and then played them close in this one without Tyus. What was the message? Um, I mean, everybody thought we had it because we had that comeback, but we just felt sure. But he's, you know, a message, don't hang your head down. Um, you know, we were down um, a play um, who's, like I said, he took off our offense. Uh, he didn't play, but we still rallied and you know, held them down to seven points, I think, uh, at the end of it. And they consider the best team in the nation. Uh, it's all positive, but, you know, we just got to go back and regroup. Um, like Coach said, we go back, regroup, and, you know, focus on the tournament ahead. From Pascal, we head over to my one-on-one -on -one conversation with O'Shea Brissett following Syracuse's loss in the ACC quarterfinals to Duke. You know, obviously it was close. You guys were able to tie it at 46, but ultimately didn't come out with it. Just what the feeling is after. Um, you know, I feel like we can take a lot from this game, a lot of positives. Um, you know, knowing what we did well and, you know, just keep pushing. Uh, we're going to go back and watch the film, and, you know, like I said, see what we did well in this game and, you know, keep building on that. You know, they're a great offensive team. They have a lot of scores. And, you know, in the second half, I feel like we did a better job shutting them down. With some of the shots for you, jump shot-wise, that haven't been falling lately, when you get some to fall in this game, just what you can say you could take away from that and, and seeing some of those shots go down? Uh, just being more calm. Um, you know, in the second half, I was a lot more calm. And, you know, just picked my spots and attacked when I could. Uh, you know, I, I know I'm a good shooter. I just got to show it. And, you know, just keep, I'm going to keep shooting. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to stop. If I'm open, I'm going to shoot it. 
and you know I've been working a lot, so you know after that I feel pretty comfortable about my shot right now. You made the free throw, and then you went inside and got two, and then the rest of the team helped you out. Obviously, Buddy hit down, or knocked down some big time shots, and, and that's what ultimately like, there was that stretch that tied the game at 46 that you were a part of. Just what you can say about that? Yeah, uh, you know we knew it was a team effort. Uh, not one guy was going to beat, uh, you know, beat this team. So you know myself and Buddy, and you know Frank definitely we did a great job just rallying together and you know, trying to get everybody else in it, and you know. Um, especially on the offensive end because we knew we were going to need it. You know, they're a good defensive team. So, uh, you know, I feel like everyone that came in did a good job. You know, what, what they, they knew what they needed to do, and, and you know, they executed the, the game plan well. Playing without Tyus and losing this game by 12, I know it's not a victory for you, but can you take some positives from the fact that obviously Tyus can account for more than 12 points in a game and you guys were able to stay close to them. Yeah, you know, exactly like you said, Ty would have had, you know, probably way more than 12. Um, so, you know, we, we know, you know, what he brings to the table. And you know, I feel like everyone today did a great job stepping up, um, you know, when they needed to. I don't, you know, I don't feel like anyone is content with the loss. Uh, we obviously want to win. And, you know, like I said earlier, we did, we did a lot of great things in the game that we're going to look back on and build upon. But, um, you know, we know once we get tied back, we're, we're a different team. We just got to keep playing like it. There's a lot of focus on Zion Williamson. He had 29 in the game, but Frank had 28 right behind him. Just what you can say Frank has done not only in this game, but in the ACC tournament, stepping up. A great job. Great job. You know, he's a leader on the team, and he can play that every game. Um, you know, I feel like he's going to continue to play that every game. Uh, games like this, you know, in the big stage, you know, they, they push you and they fuel you to, uh, to keep going. And especially what we know we have coming up with the, with the tournament. Um, I feel like he's going to play, you know, exceptionally well. And you know, I'm just excited for him. It was on you and Frank and Ty's last year offensively to get it done. In these last couple games, have you kind of seen that Frank come back? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm pretty sure everyone, everyone can talk about it. You know, he's been there and and he's leading the team and, and scoring and you know just other parts. You know, getting down there and, and being dirty on defense. So I feel like he, he's doing a great job. You know, uh, getting back into his rhythm, and especially right now, it's a perfect time. Even though you didn't win the game, what can you take away from? Playing the team that has so many different weapons. I know the first time you played them, uh, Trey Jones went out, and uh, Cam Reddish wasn't playing. And the second time you played them, there was no Zion Williams. And this time they were all out there on the floor, and you guys hang, hung tough without Tyus Battle. Just what that says about the Syracuse team? Uh, it says a lot. You know, a lot of people really counted us out. Um, there's you never know, supposed to lose by 20, lose by 15 plus, stuff like that. But you know, we we, we like that stuff. We, you know, it fuels us, and you know, we just want to keep going and prove everybody wrong. And you know, I felt like we did a great job pushing and fighting. You know, just to stay in the game. Even though you lose this game, where is Syracuse basketball at right now? How dangerous is Syracuse basketball right now? Uh, very dangerous. Um, you know, like I've been saying, we're going to look back and see what we did great, and we're going to keep building on that. And we're just going to add Tyus, you know, one of the best players in the country. And you know, it's, it's just going to you know fuel us and you know, keep us going. You know, a lot of teams won't be able to won't be able to hang with us, especially in the tournament. We're going to make a big run. What did what has he said to you guys? Not playing in these last couple games. Obviously, he's seeing what you're doing out on the floor without him. What has he said about the positives that you that you brought to it? You know, as far as him watching and, and seeing the fight in you guys, even though he's not out there. Yeah, he's he's a great great leader um, and a great basketball mind. You know, he gives a lot of advice on the bench. You know, helping us out in different ways, telling us what to do on defense and offense. You know, he's not just out there scoring. You know, he, he he's a guy that likes to talk to us and let us know what we got to do. And um, you know he's he just encourages us. You know, let us know, 
uh, you know, we got to keep going. And a guy like him, you know, a leader that, you know, has complete confidence in us, gives us confidence in ourselves as well. Up next is Elijah Hughes. Here's what he had to say after the game against Duke. Even though it's a 12-point loss, you guys played strong and once again played a good game without Tyus. Can you take some positives away from this? Yeah, uh, we competed. Um, we fought hard, and uh, you know, it's hard to beat a team like that with a guy like that and uh, you know, a whole team of All-Americans like that. But uh, and we play hard, so I'm, I'm proud of the guys. Trey Jones went out in the first game that you had against them. Cam Reddish wasn't playing in that game. In the second game, there's no Zion Williamson. This time they were all out there, and you didn't have Tyus yet. You guys hung tough. What does that say about the team right now, about the Syracuse team? Oh, we, we, we were really resilient. You know, it doesn't matter the circumstances, who's playing, who's not playing. We're going to go out there and compete. You know, there's no secret of greeting. We're just... Doesn't matter who's out there. We're gonna go fight. We're gonna play to win. There's a lot of focus on Zion Williamson. He had 29 in the game, but Frank Howard had 28. Just what you can say he's done offensively to step up in these last couple games. Oh, uh, you know he played to his ability. You know, I'm not surprised by it. Uh, he's a leader. Uh, he's he's our leader. Um, say he led by example. He scored the ball his whole this whole tournament. You know he played really well, and I'm proud of him. And he deserves it. And I hope it carries. I'm really praying. I'm hoping that it carries on to the tournament. To be down by as many as 17 in the first half, and then to see that run where O'Shea Brissett as well as a buddy and you know the team got involved as a whole to get to that tight 46 just what you can say about fighting to get back there um like i said we're really resilient you know that stuff being down 17 doesn't bother us we're still going to fight we're still going to play the winners so we're still going to compete so you know we're just we're just out here fighting what's the message from coach Bayham after a game like this where you guys had hung in it for a while um heads up everyone heads up uh we fall hard he was really proud of us and coming down without our best player and um, just try to carry over that intensity and energy into the tournament. How dangerous is this Syracuse team at, at, at this time right now going into the NCAA tournament? Uh, this is what Syracuse basketball is all about. You know, we live for the tournament. We always make big runs, so uh, we're going to try to take some of the positives away from this game and carry it on to the tournament. Following that, Buddy Bayheim. Double digits once again, and a big part with O'Shea Brissett in getting that tie from down 17 to tied at 46. Here's my conversation with Buddy Beheim. Even though you don't win the game, to fight the way that you guys fought without ties, just what it says about the Syracuse team because all the Duke guys were healthy and they were all playing. I mean, it's a, there's a lot of good things you can take away from it. It's, it's bitter at the moment. It really hurts. But uh, got to get ready for the next game. Uh, yeah, the tournament coming up. That was a great fight tonight, great game yesterday. Fought back, and I thought we really played a lot, a lot uh, harder and stronger as a team together these last two games and really showed what we can do, and it's just a great sign going forward. What did it? What made you guys play harder together, play more cohesive? What was it? Um, just knowing that it was really, you know, this is the end of the season. We really want to finish it out strong, and you can't take any plays off. And especially without a guy like Tyus, we all need to step it up a notch and play harder as a team. And I think we did that tonight and really showed uh, what we can do. What's Tyus saying to you guys? Because obviously he's there watching and he's seeing everything that's happening. What's been kind of his words to, to each of you? Uh, just encouragement. Uh, he told me a couple things about getting moving and getting open and, and trying to use my shot fake, getting off, getting off screens more effective, and just uh, observing the game and then helping us out with, in that aspect and also encouraging us. You've been a big part of 
getting games back, you know, getting opportunities to turn the tide, to get the momentum, to tie the game or take the lead. You were a part of that in this game as well. Just what you can say about the confidence that you have in your game, in your shot, in your ability, and just what you're doing because for a true freshman, it's obviously something that typically has some growing pains, but it seems like as the season's gone on this season, you've been comfortable. Yeah, I mean, just getting more comfortable. My teammates believing in me, knowing, uh, telling me when I'm open to knock it down, finding me, and, and just uh, staying confident at all times. And, you know, just growing as a player, working hard, and uh, just believing in yourself is, I think, the biggest thing. Even though you guys lost this game, you're down by as many as 17, and then there was that stretch where you and O'Shea got involved to tie the game at 46. Just what you can say about that and believing in each other and, and believing in this team, even though you were down by almost 20. You know, I think O'Shea really stepped it up in the second half. We told him he's got to play, got to play tougher than that, and he really, he really uh, took that challenge head on and, and really showed what he can do out there. And he has games like that. He's he's just as good as any forward in the country, and I think he can do that every night. So that was a great sign from him and, and also just playing off him, playing off screens from him really got me open and we just play, played well together tonight in the second half and there's just a really lot of good points, good plays there. There's all this focus on Zion Williamson. He had 29 in the game. Frank Howard had 28. Just what you can say about Frank because obviously it's it's overshadowed but it shouldn't be. I mean yeah, Frank played great. That was, I think his best game of the year just scoring wise and making plays and he really played, played well, stepped up and uh, we wouldn't have been in that game if it weren't for him. Coming back in the first half, he really kept playing hard, and he really uh, really played well. And it was great learning from him and great uh, seeing him do that. It really helped us all as a team. What can you say about Frank's leadership and just what he's meant to you? I mean, he's a tough guy. He's, he's uh, not going to give up for anything. He's, he's taught me that, and he's always uh, been confident in me and, and just teaching me as a young player what I need to do and giving me my confidence. And it's been great learning from him and great playing with him. What does Coach say after a game like this? What's the ultimate message? I mean, you guys know that you have more life, but what's he saying after this? You know, just keep our heads up. Uh, there's a lot of great things you can take away from that. I mean, that's uh, playing against a guy like that. It's hard to stop. And no matter what you do, he's gonna he's gonna score. And I think there's a lot of good things we can take away from that. And and just the fight back was huge and showed a lot about what we can do. And finally, Frank Howard will round out today's broadcast of Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. Here's what he had to say to me following the game. Just what you can say about um, your play. I mean, obviously there's a lot of focus on Zion and his 29 points. You had 28. Just what mm -hmm. you can say about your effort out there. Uh, you know, I tried to leave everything out there. Uh, you know, let my shots fall. Um, you know, and just uh, try to score his ball. Score the ball a little bit more. You know, this game, you know, the being out. So. The ties being out. You've taken over. And we saw what you could do offensively last season. But these last two games, when it was on you to do something, you did it. Just what you can say about, you know, putting that on your shoulders and needing you the most right now and you coming through. Uh, say it again. So. Just what you, you know, not having ties, just mm -hmm. what that did to kind of push you and drive you to get back offensively. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, I just knew I had to. You know, keep my, my foot on the pedal. Um, you know, when we went through droughts, uh, you know, I just had to step up to the plate. And uh, that's something I want to keep going. You know, each game, you know, you know, feel good with my body and stuff. So, you know, this is try to be my style of play now. The Syracuse Duke rivalry is deep. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of focus on the, the Zion and Trip and what they thought it was and whatnot. Grayson Allen, mm -hmm. known for doing a couple things himself. Just what your takeaway is from that? Oh uh, yeah, something I, you know, I answered. You know, I don't really want to keep talking about. Uh, you know, I understand it's, you know, error click, clicks and stuff, so, you know.
Buy the trip, then buy the trip. You know, you know, you know. I stand tall, but I do. You know, I don't, I don't need to, to lie about anything. You know, I'll take it on chain if I did, but you know, didn't mean to. Uh, barely saw. I saw the video one time, so you know, that wasn't even a play. I, I, I remember. And, and obviously, the leadership that you've had on this team, just what you could say. I mean, you said if you do something, you're going to admit to it. Just mm -hmm. what you've been as a leader on this team, and and just what you feel you're leaving with these guys and carrying through on this last run. Uh. You know, I just try to be that rock for the team, you know, be the heartbeat for the team, you know, keep us going whenever we're down, uh, you know, be that steady beat. So, you know, I just want to let my leadership, you know, flow through everybody and, uh, you know, just do my best. You're out there, Tyus hasn't been the last couple games, but obviously you both share that leadership role. What has he been saying to the team that you guys have been taking with you? How often do you think the team can be able to stop? He's just been vocal, you know, very vocal, uh, you know, empowering everybody, you know, uh, being a leader should be. And, uh, you know, we'd rather have him out there on the court, you know, but uh, he still brought something to the table. I know that this is a tough one to take in because you're not moving on to the semis, but just what you can say about the effort that this team had against a healthy Duke team. You know, everybody was out there for them. Just what you can say about your efforts here without Tyus, knowing that Tyus would account for, I'm sure, more than 12 points. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, Um, you know, like I said everybody earlier, everybody grew up in this tournament, you know, um, a perfect time, you know, we'd rather have him than be without him, you know, no question about it. But, uh, you know, it's like everybody up there play a little bit and, uh, you know, got everybody in a rhythm that, that, that we need around this time. Lastly for me, just what you can say about the fire of this team. You saw the team make a run in last year's tournament. What are you seeing out of this year's team? Um, you know, same fight, you know, same group of guys, just a few extra more pieces uh, to the table. Uh, you know, so we're, we're really confident. Uh, you know, back defending the way we need to. Um, and, uh, you know, we're looking forward to a big one. I want to thank you all for listening in. I want to thank all of my special guests, Cody Statman, Jay Huff, DeAndre Hunter, Mamadi Diakite, and Ty Jeroma, Virginia, as well as Mafondu, Kevin Gelly, PJ Savoy, Phil Kofer, and Terrence Mann of Florida State. Of North Carolina, Garrison Brooks, Kenny Williams, and Sterling Manley. And I want to thank the Syracuse Orange, Pascal Chuku, O'Shea Brissett, Elijah Hughes, Buddy Beheim, and Frank Howard. This is Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. Coverage of the 2000 19 ACC tournament from being right down here in Charlotte, North Carolina. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. I want to thank Charlotte for an amazing, amazing stay. I can't wait to come back. Something about Charlotte and something about, I got I got an awesome rental car, got an awesome experience here in Charlotte, and I, I can't wait to come back. So thank you for everything. Thank you for the hospitality. As always, thank you to the Atlantic Coast Conference, and I want to give a shout out and thank all 15 schools. Boston College, Clemson, Duke, Florida State, Georgia Tech, Louisville, Miami, North Carolina, NC State, Notre Dame, Pitt, Virginia, Virginia Tech, Wake Forest, and of course, Syracuse for everything. So thank you to the SIDs, the ADs, to everybody that works in, in public relations and whatnot, and thank you, of course, to the ACC office, to Commissioner John Swafford, to Amy Acola, and to everybody there, Kevin Best. Thank you for all that you do, and thank you for putting on, once again, a great tournament. My sixth ACC tournament in six years. God is great. I'll talk with you all soon. God bless and be well. This is a wake-up call fast break. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York is located on 3680 Milton Avenue 
in the Home Depot Plaza. It is your family-friendly sports bar and restaurant. Folks, some sports bars aren't family-friendly. Some family-friendly restaurants are not sports bars. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is proud to be both. It is that marriage that you've been looking for for years. The Wildcat Sports Pub is your home base for your sports bar and restaurant needs, games for the kids, indoor and outdoor activities, and enough things on the menu to come back every single week and get to try something new. They're open Sundays from noon to 8 p.m., Monday through Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., and Thursday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to midnight. For reservations and party information, call 315-487-2222 for the Wildcat family-friendly sports pub and restaurant. Get Hilton quality service at the most affordable price at True by Hilton Camillus, located right next to Costco in Township 5. True by Hilton Camillus offers you their signature sport court where you can enjoy basketball, volleyball, pickleball, soccer, lacrosse, and more year-round in their indoor facility. For reservations and information, call 315-314-8676. That's 315-314-8676. True by Hilton Camillus. Hilton quality service at the most affordable price. Having peace of mind when you're out of town, that your furry loving friend is safe and sound, means taking them to Canine Campground. Because we all know that when it comes to the love of our pets, it goes well beyond the call of duty to make sure they're safe and sound. Right, Lily? So take a ride to 242 Johnson Street in East Syracuse, New York, and see Canine Campground and where your dog will be staying, in the classic cabin, the executive cabin, the grand cabin, or of course, the luxury cabin, because if you know Lily, you know she loves luxury. Now you don't have to wait to the last minute to find a family member or a friend that'll take your dog for a few days. Call Canine Campground at 315-299-4013. That's 315-299-4013. Their drop-off and pick-up times are Monday through Sunday. Check K9Campground.com for more information. That's the letter K, the number 9, and campground spelled with a K.com. K9Campground.com. When you're going out of town, bring your dog to K9 Campground. Consistency is, well, consistently hard to find. Unless you head to 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York, the home of the Penn and Trophy Center, who has been serving us central and upstate New Yorkers, as well as beyond, for decades. The Penn and Trophy Center on 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York, gives you an amazing and unique way to customize a memory today. Say it with the Penn and Trophy Center. Be it an Employee of the Month award, a sports award, something for your business, engraving for your family, your loved ones, anniversaries, birthday parties, and so much more, including remembering somebody who served in the military. Say it with the Penn and Trophy Center. 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York. The definition of consistency 
is Pen and Trophy. Browse their products on penandtrophy.com. That's penandtrophy.com and call them for more information at 315-422-8797. That's 315-422-8797. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Thank you so much for tuning in to this very special broadcast of Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, featuring my work in Charlotte, North Carolina in this year's ACC tournament, my sixth tournament in six years. Had the opportunity to go to Greensboro for two years and then over to Washington, D.C. and Brooklyn at the Barclays Center for the last two seasons before this season, where I had the opportunity to go to the Charlotte, North Carolina area, which I love so very much. So thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you to every single one of my guests here on today's broadcast of Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. I want to thank each and every single one of the players that came on to the show with me. And so a big thank you once again to Phil Kofer, Terrence Mann, Mafondu, uh, Kevin Gelly, and PJ Savoy of the Florida State Seminoles, as well as Ty Jerome, Jay Huff, DeAndre Hunter, Cody, Cody Statman, and Mamadi Diakite of the Virginia Cavaliers. I also want to put a special thanks out to Garrison Brooks, Kenny Williams, and Sterling Manley of the North Carolina Tar Heels and Frank Howard, Elijah Hughes, Buddy Beheim, O'Shea Brissett, and Pascal Chuku of the Syracuse Orange. Thank you for tuning in to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, and I'll talk with you very, very soon. Make sure you listen every Monday through Friday during our normal scheduled broadcast times, Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time right here on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT, which stands for Mix Live Radio, MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT, and on WakeUpCallDT.com. Find us on Twitter at CallDT, Instagram at at WakeUpCall underscore DT, and on Facebook at WakeUpCallDT. DT. We'll talk to you very soon. God bless and be well.